is Got Marketing, a fad-free, fluff-free, no-nonsense podcast for marketers looking to work smarter. I'm your host, Mia Feilman, a marketing strategist with over two decades of experience and an entrepreneur. I'm tired of marketers telling you what you want to hear. Instead, I tell you what you need to hear. During the show, I chat with creatives and strategists about all the aspects of marketing, but especially marketing campaigns. Unpacking and dissecting marketing campaigns is what I do for fun. Got Marketing is brought to you by Campaign Del Mar, the marketing education platform where marketers and entrepreneurs go to upskill. Let's dive in, shall we? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Got Marketing podcast. How are you feeling? Overwhelmed? Unsure about where you should be focusing your marketing efforts? I absolutely hear you. Marketers today are being pulled in all different directions. And so I have pulled together a free webinar on how to prioritize your marketing efforts. And I'm going to put it in the show notes so that you can go away and watch this brand new training that will give you clarity and reduce the overwhelm when it comes to your marketing priorities. All right, jumping into the show for today, we have got such a great chat lined up for you. We're going to discuss a few things in today's episode, including search engine optimization, SEO, and blogs, but especially we're going to talk about marketing education, one of my favorite things. When I started my career in marketing a very long time ago, 21 years ago, tertiary qualifications were essential, but my degrees yes, I have two, did not prepare me at all for working in marketing. And to be honest, not a lot has changed since then in that regard. I speak to recent graduates every day who finish university with expensive degrees, but without hands-on skills for working in marketing. So I really want to discuss this today. Is it time that we reimagined marketing education? To have this juicy chat out with me, I have invited my friend Marcus onto the show. Now, I want to tell you a fun story about how we met because it's a good one. So like many of you, presumably, I meet most of my friends on Instagram these days. It starts with comments on each other's posts and then it, you know, goes to a DM. And, you know, after we've sent about 200 DMs, we then jump on a Zoom call and we get to know each other face to face. And then six months later, we might even catch up in person. And that's exactly how I came to know Marcus. And I also engaged him to do the search engine optimization for Campaign Delmar. So a little bit about Marcus Dunn. He has a background spanning retail, IT, automotive, and most recently, adult education. Not that kind of adult education education for adults. Marcus has accumulated a wealth of what he considers generic experience in inverted commas, consigning him to what feels like a life spent working in one nondescript office after another. It was only in the past five years where he experienced something of a career epiphany, properly exposed to digital marketing and specifically SEO, which resonated with him hard. 
Armed with a new set of skills, which opened up a whole range of career options, he set off down a new career path and he hasn't looked back. Welcome to the Gut Marketing Show, matey. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolute pleasure. You and I have such great conversation, banter, back and forth. Absolutely. (laughs) And pretty much this podcast is me inviting my clever friends onto the show and just continuing the DM conversation, but we hit record. Yep. Yep. Always a lot to talk about and not enough time. Exactly. Well, that is very true because, you know, I want to keep this snappy. So let's dive straight into it. You have recently wrapped up a role in adult education, and I'd love to hear your take on whether you think university degrees are still valuable for people working in marketing. Yeah, look, I think they are, but As you said, there's a lot of problems. You come out of it three years later with a really big debt and not a lot of real-world experience. And it's like how many people do you know with who are working in careers with degrees that they've actually studied, like in the same area? They don't. They come out and then they're looking for career change. Look at like every second contestant on on MasterChef. Good example. No one one is doing that you know, what they're, what they're actually have studied because I think they're probably burned out during the process. I think there's, there's definitely value to them because it teaches you a whole lot of other skills, teaches you how to focus on something and sort of see something through. Although a lot of people drop out along the way as as well, but it's also a case of when you look at the, the industry these days, particularly the digital industry, like think, think how things were three years ago, your curriculum's not changing real time. Pretty much the the curriculum you started with is what you finished with, and it's probably three years out of date. I think there's there's a lot of value there, but I also wonder if you're also sabotaging yourself to a degree for missing out on that real world experience. Totally, you've made some really really good points. I think my degrees were valuable because, like you said, they taught me how to research and they taught me how to analyze, and they did provide some really great foundational strategic knowledge. But the main benefit of my degree was that it got me the right jobs. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. It looks good on a bit of paper. That's exactly that's, right. And it sounds ridiculous. It's an expensive sentence on a bit of paper. Yeah. I mean, I was very fortunate that when I graduated, I got a job with Vegemite. Oh, well, there <laughs> and <you go. laughs> the only way that you I got that job was because, you know, I was an absolute marketing nerd and graduated with distinctions from my commerce degree at a well-known Melbourne university. That's all they took that's that's the only students that they took the only graduates that they took but things are very different now you know I'm an employer and I could care less if you have demonstrated that you know how to think like a marketer of course I'm going to give you a job and I've got a really good example there was this candidate and she had not studied marketing but she was very passionate about a particular cause and the cause was domestic violence and she created this facebook group with like 5000 members in it and she pulled together a rally and she pulled together a website and i was like sweetheart you are you've built a campaign yeah. so you have proven to me <laughs> that's that a pretty good can, resume it's a very good resume and like It didn't cost her $40,000 to go and do that. And it was something that she was passionate about, but she showed me that she knew how to create an integrated marketing campaign. I'm like, wow, you're hired. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. It's like real world experience. And I think we're living in a world now where you can actually demonstrate those kind of things a lot easier than you could, you know, five, 10 years ago. 
because you can actually just go out and start creating something and prove that you can do it. And that's your resume. Mm, Absolutely. Okay. So you and I agree on the premise that humans learn by doing. What does this look like? What, what do we mean by this? Yeah, look, this is a thing. I know people who have, they get into this, this education cycle where they just learn something, learn something else, learn something else. You're never actually finishing what you're starting. Or you, you, if you're finishing, you're then going on to something else. These permanent kind of students. And I think these are some of the, some of the reasons why they change a lot of the funding in education why you can't get government funding if you've got a higher qualification to keep these people from continuing to learn. But I know from my experience with doing online courses and things like that, because you can get, you can basically learn anything online for very cheap these days, but the, the difference is whether you're actually putting it into practice or not. Sort of like that reinforcement learning. I found that before I sort of started down the digital marketing path, I was really close to wanting to write a novel. Like I, I, Always wanted to. It's still it's still in the back burner. That's a bit of a dream. And I was just obsessed with writing, education, listening to everything, podcasts, YouTube videos, articles, books, the works. And I was just learning, 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 learning. And then I started writing because the hardest bit about writing is actually writing. Just actually sitting down and putting pen to paper is the hardest thing. So, and then I got into a different cycle. I got into an editing cycle. Where I've written a couple of short stories. I must have edited it about you know fifty times. So I edited the voice out of it, edited the passion out of the, the words. But I learned so much from actually doing that. Same thing when I started down the digital marketing path. I basically learnt the fundamentals, and it just clicked, and it just absolutely clicked. And I went through the whole range of fundamental topics, everything from content marketing, social media marketing, paid advertising, SEO, email marketing, the works. And what that helped me do was identify the areas that actually resonated with me. And then I could sort of change my course to focus on those. But to actually learn them, I got to a point where I had to actually do something about it. I was just not remembering it. It's just like I had to, had to start a website, had to actually start optimizing it and going down that track. And you know, I think the same is true with anything. It's, you've got to get to a point where, because it, it's comfortable learning things. It's very, it's very comforting that you've always got something extra to follow, but you've got to get to a point where you've actually got to start doing it and putting it in practice as well. Absolutely. I mean, the whole premise of theory is that it is theoretical. Exactly. So we need to put it into practice for it to be practical. And I want to illustrate this using an example. So like you can go and learn all the theory of creating and automating an email sequence. And you're like, yeah, I understand how it needs to work in theory. You know, your website needs to talk to your CRM, which then needs to talk to your email service provider. Got it. Awesome. Now go and do it because there is so many nuances depending on the particular platform that you're using, which website to which CRM to which email service provider. And then that's just a whole other thing that you actually need to go and figure out for your tech stack. And so, you know, someone telling you this is how it works, these three systems need to talk together, is only giving you 50% of the value. The other 50% is actually you going and making sure that that configuration works for you. So it's really important that we learn by doing. Well, it's Um, hard too. Yes, so hard. It's not until you get started. It's like you start getting an interface of these like four or five communicating softwares together 
that is like, where the hell does that code go? How's that formatting that way? Who's, you know, no one's opening it. Like you got to actually look at the stats and, and, and sort of assess things based on actually doing. And you just can't do that from a lesson. You can look at someone's example, but until you've actually done it, very different story. Totally. The one caveat to all of that, and going back to my university degrees, was that my degree taught me strategic foundations. And I'm really grateful for that because I can then apply those strategic foundations to almost anything. And even though I'm not a social media marketer, there are social media managers and social media gurus. I actually do pretty well on my own social media, even though I have a love-hate relationship with it. And that's because I approach my social media like I approach every marketing channel, which is from strategic first principles rather than tactics. And it works quite well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, this is this is another part of it. It's you've also got to sort of pick your battles too. When you're looking at social media marketing, that's a whole different ballgame itself. It's like you could spend all of your time doing that, or you could just learn enough to know what you need. I know you're a big advocate for that, you know, knowing what you're doing, but to a point where, you know, you're not actually doing it because how many people do you know that are trying to actually keep on top of their socials and they're just hating it Mm. because they just don't have the time. That's exactly right. So true. Gut Marketing is brought to you by Campaign Del Mar, a marketing education platform for entrepreneurs. Master the fundamentals of marketing, nail your email marketing strategy, or join my signature program, Campaign Classroom, and learn how to create killer marketing campaigns. These are not the kind of online programs where you are left floundering, unsure how to put theory into practice. Nor will these programs sit unfinished for months. You can expect accountability, a supportive community, and to walk away with practical, real-world marketing skills. Learn more at campaigndelmar.com. Okay, so one of my issues with marketing education today is that there are some essential skills for working in marketing, like non-negotiables. You need to know these things. Otherwise, you are sort of hamstrung from the get-go. But graduates from universities or even TAFEs don't have these skills. And so I wanted to talk about what these skills are so that marketers tuning in can sort of go, yeah, yeah, I've got all of those or, oh, I better go in figure that out. I have my list of essential marketing skills, but I'd really love to hear yours. Oh, look, I think the biggest things you need for for these kind of skills is you need to have an understanding of the fundamentals. You, if you don't understand the fundamentals, and this is what you can learn at uni, you can also learn it in a course. If you don't have an understanding of like the why of everything you're doing, you know, every little tactic or trick or, or whatnot, it's not going to really make sense. You know, you've got strategies that sort of cover entire aspects of marketing and then you've got individual tactics to realize them. But if you don't actually understand why you're doing those things at the basic level, if you don't understand things like customer personalities and then basic selling principles and all the reasons why you're marketing, you know, you're not going to have an understanding of it. And I think the problem with this day and age is, it's not so much a problem, but you've got access to everything. Everything has its own individual piece of software. Imagine how graphic designers must feel in an industry flooded with like Canva templates. You know, everyone's configuring templates, but do you know the design principles behind that template? Why are you choosing that font and that font? Why are you laying things out that way or why are you using those colors? If you don't sort of understand the principles in the background, 
just because an app can actually do it for you, it's not, it's not hitting the spot, you know what I mean? And I think that's the problem. From specific skills, there's, you know, there's a whole range of skills you need. And I think it's probably more being resourceful, taking the opportunity to understand those underlying things. But it's, I just think it's, it's a very different world these days. And a lot of things are automated, in a, in not necessarily in a good way. I completely agree with you. That's why I have a program called Marketing Foundations to teach people the fundamentals. I should get you to write the ad captions for it because what you just said <laughs> is so perfect. Oh, look, I'll use AI. <laughs> Please don't. Okay, so completely agree with you. For me, like, let's get specific. You need to understand the anatomy of a marketing funnel. What is a marketing funnel? And this speaks to how do customers make decisions, right? Whether you sell Ugg boots or life insurance, customers follow a similar decision-making process. So we need to understand what that looks like, you know, and this is one of those fundamental things. Then we need to understand basic brand strategy. Who are we targeting? What do we want to be known for? And how will we achieve this? This is sort of the fundamental marketing things that that we need. And then when we get into like technical skills, there are some absolutely essential skills that all entrepreneurs and marketers should have in 2022, which is being able to make content updates on their own website. So fun story, my incredible web designer, Yoda, uh, just had a baby and has built the entire Campaign Del Mar website, but is now on maternity leave. And I don't want to bring in a new designer who's going to sort of mess with that. So lo and behold, here am I flexing my graphic design skills, web design skills. What could go wrong? Yeah, what could go wrong? But, you know, I can't wait six months until Yoda gets back from maternity leave. And so why not just get in there and do it myself? Like what, you know, my website can't wait three months for it to be updated. Can't wait a week for it to be updated. So being able to make content updates on your website is absolutely essential. We need to take back control of our own business and not be constantly relying on third-party suppliers and staff members to be able to do really simple things. I think as a minimum, you need to be able to update your website. As a minimum. As a minimum. And when I say content updates, I mean adding videos, adding links, cloning landing pages and updating all the content and creating a simple web form or opt-in form. Absolutely essential because the next essential skill is that you are able to create and trigger email sequences. And if you don't know how to create the web form, then you can't trigger the email sequence because email marketing has delivered the best results for marketers 10 years in a row. And so whether you're e-commerce or service-based business or online business like Campaign Del Mar, email marketing is your best bet as a small business. So being able to create and trigger uh, email sequences is essential because this is something that you will do week in, week out, month in, month out. And once you start outsourcing this, you'll always be outsourcing it. So being able to have the skills and do it yourself if you need to, I think is essential. I also think it's really important in 2022 that you are able to make a simple video and edit it using iMovie, whatever, who cares? Do it on iMovie. But video marketing is an essential skill. Should also be able to take a decent photo on your smartphone. I think you get my drift. Like, you know, there are some things that are one-off that we can outsource, like our entire brand identity logo, the entire branding suite can be outsourced. And we can outsource little bitty projects like someone doing hashtag research for my Instagram. Mm. Yeah. But 
if this is something that you are going to be doing week in, week out, then I think it is an essential skill that you need to curate. <laughs> yeah, video video is absolutely an essential. Ignore that at your peril. <laughs> Totally, especially now with Instagram and the changes with Reels, it is just next level. I mean, one of the things that we've done to adapt is that we've decided to record all of these podcast episodes as videos as well as audio, and we're uploading them to YouTube for that very reason, which is that video marketing is the future. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so how can we do better when it comes to marketing education? I think it's a case of you just need to specialize. I think you just need to identify what you're good at and just not spread yourself over every single topic and just work out what works for you and then just find a couple of skills that synergize with it. They call that like, you know, like the T-shaped marketer concept. Have you heard of that? No, you tell sort of me specialize, about this. You specialize in sort of like a range of skills. Like it might be like email marketing, content marketing, paid ads, SEO, et cetera, et cetera. And one of them, then you've got the specialty skills under it. So SEO, for example, you've got technical SEO, content writing, optimizing, backlink acquiring, those kind of things. You've got a, a broad overview of everything because you can't really ignore channels. You, know, you just can't. You can't. Mm. You can. You cannot spend your time on all of them because you'll have no time and you'll have no sanity. Mm-hmm. But you can focus on one or two, become a specialist at it, be, have a very good understanding of the other ones. I love that. That's such a great framework to follow, which is that you know know enough to be dangerous across the marketing landscape, exactly. but then choose to double down or niche in a particular area and get known for that, you know, yeah. be like, oh, that's Marcus, the SEO guy. <laughs> but the thing is with SEO, there's like, it's a world in itself. The, the specialty areas, there's people who just focus on outreach. So they're, all they're, they're focusing on is acquiring backlinks, whether it's organically creating content to get them or whether they're actually emailing people asking to do a guest post or they're actually buying them. There's people who specialized in nothing but that. There's people who specialize in nothing but technical SEO, making sure people have got fast websites, people that, that do uh, SEO copywriting. You know, that's all they do, but they've got an overview of, of all of it. With me with SEO, I like the strategy aspect of it, but I look at it holistically because you know, you can have a fantastically optimized website, but if it looks like crap, it's not going you know, to do what you, you're trying to pull the traffic into the website, but then if it's not actually converting in the customer. So, you know, it sort of, it, it leads itself to conversion rate optimization. You've got to have an idea of how the design and the layout of the website and the colors of the website and the content on the website is all sort of playing into that same area. I don't look into email marketing. I have know how that works and I, I have a really good understanding of it, but I don't have the time or the headspace to do it. You know, same thing with social media marketing. I just, I use it basically for networking, you know, as, as evidenced by my trickle of content, it just doesn't interest me. I just, it doesn't spark any joy creating content on Instagram. It's just not, it's just not sparked. Yeah. You've got to focus. Focus and also play to your strengths and your skills. You know, I think that a lot of the reason why small businesses really struggle with their marketing is because they are following advice from people that tell them you should do this. You need to do this. You need yep. to be showing your face on Instagram stories and you need to be creating reels. And that feels very out of alignment with them. And exactly like you said, 
if you specialize in a particular area and do that extremely well, you can be extremely successful. Like, like Neil Patel became famous because of SEO and blogs. And the way that he marketed his business was with these incredible high value blog posts. Everyone has read a Neil Patel blog post and, you know, started introducing offers in amongst his blogs and then, you know, had this great search engine optimization. And so he didn't need to focus too much on social media and email marketing. His blogs were his marketing engine. And we see people that are like, you know, Instagram coaches and all they do is Instagram and they do it extremely well and they're very successful and it's all they do. Now, the difference between Neil Patel and the Instagram coach is that at least Neil Patel is building his marketing engine on an owned channel, which is brand controlled and no one's going to rip the wool from underneath him. I do have some issues with Instagram coaches, especially with all the algorithmic whims that we must bend to. But the logic is there that, you know, if you choose one thing and be really good at it, then you're never going to run out of customers. And I see that with myself. Like I love campaigns. There's not a lot of people focusing on integrated marketing campaigns. It's what I'm known for. It's what I love. And I can become that specialist in campaign marketing, even though I am a generalist marketer, you know, I, I know all the things it's that I choose to play in this particular area. Yeah. But I guess the problem from your side is if you're niching down on campaigns and you're not, you know, you spread your wings over fundamentals and email marketing and all these other things. It's like you're relying on people searching for marketing campaigns, which to me is kind of the deep end of marketing because I think people realize the importance of them when they're already sort of, they've already been doing it. So, which is why I, I suspect a lot of your students are marketers, established marketers, but then you get a name for specializing in that and then you become the person. Yeah, that has been, that's probably a whole other podcast episode. That has been a real challenge is accepting that I'm a marketer for marketers. I've really tried to sort of not accept that because there's a whole lot of imposter syndrome. Like who am I to say that I'm better than other marketers, that I train them, which of course is nonsense because you're a marketer and I've hired you to do our SEO and I've hired Yoda, who's a marketer, to do our web design and my good friend Odette to teach me PR. So it is nonsense, but it's so true how our mind plays tricks on us. You got to know what you're talking about though, because some people <laughs> like to enroll in stuff just to prove they know more than the teacher. Really? Yeah. In the world of short courses, that's a thing. It's very common. Gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah. it hasn't happened yet, but um, I will brace myself for that. Exactly. Good news. There's more to this chat. Play the next episode to hear the rest of the conversation. 